the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Welcome to Yak Radio, the radio show that's about, well, who knows? It's a different topic every week, but Yak Radio is always full of information to help you and your family get through life. Now, here's your Yak Radio host, Dave Stahl. All right, folks, welcome back. Now we're doing Yak Radio and good old Dave Stahl, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you've got a business with cash registers and you're having trouble keeping a cash register employee behind the register, you might want to try uh, self-checkout. South Point does that, or Southwest Point of Sale does that. All you need to do is give them a call, 800-540-2149. They will hook you up. Also, San Diego Propane, if you live in East County, you can't beat it. Go to st-propane.com. Great prices, great service, and they will take care of you just like family. And last but not least, West Escondido Auto and Trans. If you're looking for good auto repair, AAA, NAP Auto Care, ASC certified, West Escondido Auto and Trans, go to westautomotivegroup.com. All right, so I was on a press uh, event with the 2022 Kia EV6 All-Electric. So impressed with this vehicle. I got a hold of Steve Kozawaski. He is the uh, long-range strategy uh, manager for Kia, and we did a whole hour. Take a listen. All right. Hey, folks, I was up in uh, the Napa area with Kia, and I had the golden opportunity to take, drive, examine, kick tires of the new 2022 Kia EV6. I was so impressed with this all-electric four-door sedan that I talked to Hope and 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 uh, and uh, James Hope and Bell, and I go, "Hey, I got to have an expert." Well, guess what? We got Steve Kozawski. He's a manager of long-range strategy for Kia, and this guy knows everything about the EV6. So I've invited him to call in, and we're going to actually dedicate an hour to this car because. Everybody's looking for a good electric vehicle, and I got to tell you, folks, you got to put the EV6 on the on your list when you're starting to look around uh, once they hit the road. So, Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for the opportunity to be here, and I'm glad, uh, really glad, you had a chance to uh, see the car and drive the car. I couldn't believe it. I think I got more driving time than I needed, yet I still had a hundred and something mile range and we were in hills and dales. I mean, this vehicle, I mean, that that route you picked really tested an electric car. And I and I just can't tell you how well the E V six handled everything, you know, the terrain, the the switchbacks, the freeways through at this car. So for somebody that maybe has not looked at an electric car, give us a rundown on why they should get in and take a look at the EV6. Well, uh, firstly, uh, 
it has 310 miles of all-electric range, so the range is fantastic. Um, it drives like a normal car, Dave, like you could just put it in big D and go. So anybody who's not familiar with EVs, and maybe it's a first-time EV, maybe you, you've got some experience with a hybrid or something, um, you can hop in this car, get in and go. Um, but what's really interesting, what we think is, you know, uh, so desirable is this car has a great combination of design. It's very bold. It stands out. It's got lots of tech. It's got the range, as I mentioned. Uh, the battery has a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. So, you know, all the boxes are checked. And for entry price of 40900 and that's before incentives, uh, it's really compelling value. And this is a car that you could lease. If you didn't say you're still a little afraid of electric, you could step up and lease this vehicle at a reasonable price and takes all the fear away because however long your lease goes, you know, you can trade it back in, you could keep it, you could refinance it, and you could learn everything there is to know about this car, you know, while you're in your lease program, right? That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell tell the folks, because, you know, way back when I had this mindset that if car manufacturers would make a skateboard, you know, type of a vehicle with all the batteries and all the on the bottom, you could actually go in and switch out bodies. Say you wanted a pickup truck, you go back to your dealer, they could take the body off, put a truck body on it, borrow it for the weekend cup. And I'm kind of looking at the EV6 with that mentality. It looks like the versatility of that platform could be endless. Yeah, that's a really important point. Um, you know, the, the EV6 rides on what we call our eGMP platform. That's Electric Global Modular Platform. Uh, and that's what really enables the car to have the packaging um, and the performance and the range and so forth because the car is, is essentially designed and engineered around the battery, which is integrated into this platform, which is, as you describe it, Dave, like a, plat uh, like a skateboard. And... Uh, it's flat, it's thin, it's variable in width and length, so different kinds of cars could, could come off of it, be it a sedan or an SUV or something. So, uh, you know, this is, in fact, the realization of a skateboard platform um, underneath this car, kind of, the, in a sense, the holy grail. But it, it gives, you know, it gives us as the manufacturer a lot of flexibility to make different kinds of cars, and then... The, um, the benefits to the customer, you, you know, you have a huge interior space on this car. We call it a, a class-up interior space within the shadow of a, a, a comparatively compact car. So it's, um, it's a lot of interior space with a, with a, a manageable exterior size. A absolutely. And, and talking about styling, I mean, this car really has style. I mean, there's been some electric cars put out on the market that are a little on the ugly side. I'm sorry. They just... <laughs> so if you're going to try to talk somebody into buying an electric car, it's got to have looks. It's got to have style. It's got to have, you know, a distinct look to it. And, you know, and, and I got to say, the competition just really is not that attractive where this really has that look where you'd be proud and happy to drive it. Thank you. Uh, we feel the same way. We, we think uh, and describe the car as futuristic, advanced. Um, it's original. Uh, it's breakthrough. Uh, it has a very um, uh, attractive look in proportion. You know, it has a really long wheelbase, which helps proportions. And it also has some very 
fresh, modern um, surfacing. You know, that's the way the sheet metal looks and feels. You know, it has a comparatively fast windshield, but it really has um, a lot of desirable uh, cues and characteristics that uh, we found in our research. And, and as, as we heard from the, uh, the media event, you know, you guys and lots of others, is really attractive. Um, and it, it'll stand out in a crowd. Um, it's cool. It, there's a degree of aggressivity. You know, it's got an aggressive front face. It's got a very bold, um, dramatic uh, taillight and, and rear end graphics. So we feel that the look um, is, is beautiful. It's bold and um, it's original. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And, you know, and the other thing, I don't know if we got into it, how many different colors will, will be available on the EV6? Uh, there will be nine different colors. Uh, it's it's quite a, a, a varied palette. Uh, you know, the staple colors, Dave, like white and black uh, and red. Um, but there's also some unique colors, like I think a lot of the, the cars we had up there were this, so we call it steel matte gray, uh, which is, you know, a, a, a matte finished gray, very attractive, uh, kind of a satin look and feel. There's a stunning blue we call yacht blue, a very vibrant um, bold blue color uh, and then you know other there's a color we call glacier uh, which is kind of a, a light metallic white gray color so we have a really uh, complete color offering uh, because we want this car to have broad appeal so yep well and you know let's go back to the matte uh, color just for a moment now I know a few people I mean with this is radio so they can't see it but they go to Kia.com, and then you know, look up the EV6, and you can sort of, you know, come along with us on this journey. But that mat is not when you say mat, because some mats are just dull and they don't have any any shine to them. This one's got a very unique glimmer to it, you know, especially when it's out in the sun. And I think that's another, you know, it's just that attention to detail. It's like you guys had one shot at this. And you guys are going to knock it out of the park. And I think the paint had a lot to do with it. I completely agree, Dave. And I, I think we did knock it out of the park. I, I think that the the colors are one way to look at this. You know, it's uh, that matte gray is, is beautiful, and it's not a flat color either. It's like you described it. There's a little bit of satin to it. Um, it's striking. And, you know, kind of across the board with this car, we, we knocked it out of the park. Again, I go back to the, you know, this is a clean sheet car. Uh, yeah. it was, we, we started development in October of 2016, and uh, we, we approached this with, um, if we had a complete slate, uh, complete clean slate, so it's a new platform, new battery, new motor, new technology, uh, new uh, everything. And it gave the designers a lot of freedom. Uh, it gave the engineers a lot of latitude, and we think we've hit it out of the park. And it's 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 like we're talking, Dave. It's across the board. the The colors, the de the design team, and the the folks in the in the color studio who work on the trim, uh, and 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 all of that part of the vehicle, um, they had a lot of freedom. And you can see it and feel it on the inside of the car. You know, the fabrics. There's a lot of recycled materials uh, on the in interior of the car. It uses about 100 recycled PET plastic bottles for some of the interior plastic parts, and, and that's a good thing. Um, okay, hey, they Dean, also we've got to take a quick break. Don't mean to interrupt. That's why I knew I'd love having you on air. This is 
KCBQ AM 1170, The Answer. Hi, folks. Welcome back to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by South Bay Auto House. If you got a Mercedes-Benz that you're looking for an alternative to, uh, you know, get your vehicle worked on well south bay auto house is totally my recommendation they are the they've been doing this for over 25 years they uh have technicians that are highly trained and skilled to perform all the maintenance and service work needed Uh, they have an in-house parts department that allows them to complete your mercedes-benz service often the same day as your convenience they have pre-owned mercedes-benz in fact you're getting ready to trade yours in or sell it give south uh Bay Auto House a try before you do that. Gary and Rick will take super good care of you. For more information, autohousesouthbay.com autohousesouthbay.com Scratches, dings, and dents and lease returns. Bumper Docks A&T, 8711 Magnolia Street. They'll clean up your headlights and they'll do work on your vehicle right down to painting your car for a lot less than the body shops. That's santibumperdock.com Alright, we're going to go back to the interview we had with Steve He's a long-range strategy manager for Kia, and we're going to talk about how they make interiors. Take a listen. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. We are talking with Steve Kosowski. Did I do that right? Uh, Kosowski, but that's close enough. Kosowski, there we go. He's the manager of long-range strategy for Kia, and we're discussing the 2022 Kia EV6. We're going to have him on for a full hour. That's how interested I am in this vehicle. And you will be, too, once you listen to this uh, interview. And then once they hit the dealers, go down and take a look. Now, we were talking about interior. And if you're going to own elect- I mean, have an electric car, you've got to be recyclable. You've got to really kind of address, you know, the green flavor of, of today's or the future uh, automobiles. And you were mentioning how many plastic bottles were used uh, just in the, what, the interior uh, materials alone? Yeah, that's right. It's uh, it's it's actually more than 100, wow. and uh, they yeah. So they recover these these PET plastic bottles, and then they turn them into uh, plastic interior parts, like the door trim and some other parts inside the car. Um, and it looks great, and it's durable. And again, it's part of the whole proposition of having a a clean sheet uh, opportunity for designers and engineers and so forth. And the designers um, they use that freedom for um, again, different materials, different colors, different textures, uh, which we think makes a lot of sense. You know, this this car, uh, in many respects, it makes a statement for Kia. Uh, you know, p- previous to the EV6, we sold the Nero EV and Soul EV. And, you know, those cars were derived from uh, internal combustion variants, the hybrid Nero and the gasoline Soul. But this is an all-new car, and it, it kind of signals that we're we're going in the deep end, guys, on EV. You know, this is part of a, a much broader investment into the EV uh, marketplace, you right. know, $20, $25 billion, and it's just the beginning. So it's a, it's a nice way for the brand to um, uh, pivot big time into EVs, and, and the car is – all the boxes are checked, Dave. Right. So powertrain, uh, mm-hmm. this was your own uh, collaboration of, uh, of an electric motor and uh, all the way from A to Z? That's right. We um, we designed and engineered the motor in-house. Uh, we like to do that for a couple of reasons. One, uh, we can de- define how the motor feels and operates. And what I mean by that is 
Um, you know, when you hit the throttle on this car, uh, you'll notice that, right? You hit it, and it's it's linear, it's torquey, it's very quiet. You wouldn't even know the motor was there if, if you didn't feel it. Uh, and we were able to do that because we make, we design and engineer and produce those motors in-house. We don't outsource them to uh, other companies. Uh, some some OEMs do that. We don't. Uh, and we're pretty good at making stuff. So we can tune the characteristics of, of the motor. We can also manage the efficiency. You know, that's how we get, partly how we get 310 miles of range. Uh, so all the motor design and in, in production is done in-house. Um, the batteries, uh, we have a really good working relationship with uh, a company called SK Innovation. Uh, they actually manufacture the cell. But it's tricky, Dave, because you, you want lots and lots of characteristics in the EV battery cells. As you're engineering the car, you want the durability and longevity. Um, you also want uh, the ability to charge very quickly. Uh, for example, this car, you can you can get to 80% charge in about 18 minutes. It's about 217 miles in 18 minutes. So so part of that is related to the cell design. Um, you also want certain power and energy characteristics out of that battery. So you know if you if you want you know um, a, a certain kind of power delivery, uh, then the cell chemistry and the uh, engineering of that has to be done um, a certain way. So. So our engineers work with the um, the cell company to to um, to engineer and characterize those cells how we like it, and then we put all that together um, in our uh, subassembly. You know, we we engineer the pack and the modules and all that, and it comes together at the factory, and then the pack goes in the car at the factory, and away we go. Exactly, and and like I said, it's you know you can charge it up extremely quick with a 220 charger, uh, and that's extremely important. I mean, plus it, you know, adapts to all the charging systems that's all across, you know, the United States that they're trying to get get ahead of the game. I think they should have put all the infrastructure in first and then told the car manufacturers to go ahead and build electric vehicles, but it is, it is what it is. Uh, what kind of a transmission is in this vehicle? That's a good point. The... Um we we call it um the short answer is it's a one speed transmission um and it's it's a basically a gear reduction unit um and and basically dave it's transferring the power and the energy from the motor through a couple of uh uh, uh helically cut gears uh into a differential and away you go now there's there's a device in the back of the car because the, the car is rear wheel drive uh, and there's an all wheel drive option, but the um, the motor in the rear drives through this gear reduction unit uh, directly to the diff and then out to the half shafts and to the wheels. Uh, in the front, uh, when you get all wheel drive, there's a motor in the front and that um, actually drives through. Uh, there's a a decoupling device in in the front. We can talk about that in a minute. But the motor uh, drives through. Um, this gear reduction unit to a, um, a decoupling device and then into the front diff. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's, it's remarkably simple design. Right. Well, and, and if anybody knows anything about the history of the electric vehicle, one of the weak links to an electric vehicle was the, uh, you know, getting the power to the ground without tearing up drive shafts, differentials, and things like that. And I think, and by the way, folks, don't think of this transmission as a one-speed like a golf cart. Farthest thing from the truth. This thing is so smooth, 
you wouldn't even know that it was a one-speed, depending on how much pressure you put on the gas or the electric pedal, I guess you could call. You mm-hmm. don't, I mean, because this vehicle is so tuned into what you're wanting to do with it. I mean, it's almost like you got a co-pilot, and it's it adjusts to every driver. I mean, all the different journalists we had out there, I mean, everybody was driving it totally different than the than the next guy or girl. But this vehicle just adjusts accordingly. And the other thing I liked about it a lot is that there was no intimidating, you know, gauge that says, look out, you're getting close. None of that at all. (laughs) Well, you know, and that's important because, you know, range anxiety will cause you to have a heart attack in some cases. This car didn't do that. It had a mileage, you know, range, what you had left, and I think we – the end of the all-day drive, I might add. I mean, we still had a 120-mile range, and you knew, you know, because we you have NAV in these vehicles, and the NAV told us where we were going. You know, we had like 30 more miles to go, so you just knew that this was not going to be difficult at all. And and these vehicles swapped from driver to driver to driver. Uh I have to tell you, I was just finished reading a book on little cars, and they were talking about electric. And one mm. mod, if you turn the heater on, you lost 45% of the battery. Mm. Mm. But none of that, mm. is, none of that uh, relates to the EV6 because of the of the way you've designed, designed this car. And, and let me talk about the driver's seat, because I had an interview with another car manufacturer, and he was actually the guy that designed the seat. Because I think... Mm. Driver's seat is the most important part of the vehicle. If you sit in a new vehicle and you're not comfortable, you're not going any farther. So you guys mm. must have put a lot of time and effort into that driver's seat. Talk a little bit about that if you can. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Um, so uh, the the driver's seat in the car, um, firstly, um, you're right. They do spend a lot of time um, understanding uh, the various different kinds of drivers, right? Because this has to appeal to a broad audience. There's uh, there's a, a broad stature of you know of heights of of drivers. Whether you're a a, a five foot tall driver or a six foot two driver, you know it's a global car. Um, so lots of so the seats in the car. Um, uh, firstly, they're thin. Um, there's they're what we would call thin seats, um, and the thin seats. Uh, in, in the case of the EV6, uh, for a couple of reasons. One is um, by having a less intrusive seat in the interior of the car, as you sit in the car, it, you get the feeling of a little bit more spaciousness, right? You don't have these big lounge cushion seats that take up space. That's one. So the frames themselves are thinner and smaller. And we can do that because they use uh, something that the engineers called gigasteel, um, ultra high strength steel seat frames. And and part of this is um, possible because within the Hyundai Motor Group family, we have a steel company. You know, there's 300 uh, metallurgists who are constantly creating new grades of steel that are stronger and lighter and more formable and so on and so forth. So firstly, the frames of the seats originate from that uh, engineering. The second is um, there is um, uh, exceptional uh, tuning of the seat foam uh, on the bolsters, you know, that hold your your back, and the seat bolsters that hold your your butt, and the uh, the blend of those 
uh, really, uh, you know, uh, feels like a really comfortable seat. And as you noted, Dave, you can spend you can spend all day in this car and 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 get out and walk away and not feel um, fatigued or uncomfortable or you're right you're fiddling with the uh, the seat recline to find the right position. It, it's just it's just comfortable from the a moment you get in the car to the moment you leave, and and it's something we're really proud of. No, I think you did a phenomenal job. All right, time to take one more break, folks. You are listening to Steve Kozlowski. Oh, hell, I'm just going to call him Steve. And we're talking the 2022 <laughs> Kia EV6. <laughs> this is KCBQ AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Yak Radio with Dave Saw on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. The segment brought to you by San Diego Gear and Axel. Go down to uh, Pioneer Way at 1488. Talk to Steve. If you have any kind of undercarriage, four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, two-wheel drive, or any kind of situation where you either need to do a conversion or just need maintenance or just somebody to take care of it for you, Steve is your man. All right. Hey, we're talking to Steve Kozawaski, managing uh, manager of long-range strategy for Kia, and we're talking about the EV6. I was on a press event, and we're going to talk about some of the driving experiences you'll see and have behind the wheel. Take a listen. Folks, welcome back. Uh, we're sitting here talking with Steve. I'm not going to just destroy his last name, but he's such a super guy. He knows everything about this car. We're talking the 2022 EB6. I was on a press event with Steve and the Kia team up in uh, the Healdsburg area, right outside Napa. And if you haven't been there, you got to go drive around uh, Clear Lake. Oh my gosh, it was absolutely amazing. But we're talking about the car because. I really wanted to get in depth with this vehicle. So, Steve, we talked a little bit about the driver's seat. So, but the driver's view is really well done. I mean, you don't have to turn left, right, up, or down. Everything was was positioned for a driver five foot tall or six foot tall. It didn't make any difference. And the instrumentation on what you allowed the consumer to kind of get into now i didn't fool around with changing up anything because the way mine was i was perfectly happy it told me everything i needed to know speed range you know how much electrical power did i have still stored in the vehicle but i guess there's other pages within that instrumentation cluster that that the consumer could work around yeah yeah dave a couple of really important points here one is uh as we talked earlier in the call we really want the car to feel uh, sort of natural and familiar to folks, uh, whether you're coming from an EV or whether you're coming from an internal combustion car or hybrid car, it, it should be sort of natural and intuitive. And that's, uh, it, firstly, uh, we have a nice blend of traditional switches and buttons, which we find customers really like and want. And we also have uh, touch sense switches, right? So uh, it's a really good balance of uh, you know, clean, simple touch sense with uh, useful, intuitive, tactile um, buttons and knobs. Uh, so then um, the instrumentation and the display screens, firstly, there's a 24-inch wide panoramic display screen. Uh, so it's just a, a beautiful presentation of uh, the gauge cluster in front of you and then the um, audio and Navi and uh, user settings and so forth, uh, basically in the top of the center of the dashboard. Now, 
you mentioned the different screens. As you toggle through, uh, you know, the different driving modes like eco mode or normal mode or sport mode, the, the gauge cluster in front of you changes. It changes color. Uh, there's a little bit different configuration to the way the information is presented to you. So, for example, in sport mode, there's more red and it's a little sportier and, and there's even like a little torque. There's like a torque um, gauge that's presented to you, how much torque is being delivered, which I think is pretty cool, right? And then um, as, you, as you dig into the menus, um, we have, again, broad appeal. If you're an EV engineer, uh, you will be fascinated to know that you can monitor exactly how many uh, kilowatt hours are being consumed to run the motor and the, uh, the air conditioning and the lights and so forth, if you want to know that, or if not, you don't have to. But uh, it's a very uh, simple, intuitive uh, menu layout that has a very broad appeal to, uh, uh, to everybody. Well, I think you should get Motor Trend Car of the Year just for knobs. Because many people are dumping the knobs. I hate not having knobs because it just makes it that much easier. And, of course, the redundancy is also in the steering wheel as well, which I've, I've, I've always said was, a, you know, an amazing, uh, an amazing you, know, you know, factor. Cause, and I try to tell journalists all the time, you know, if they start to complain a little bit about a car, I go, wait a minute. Yeah, you've only been in it a week tops. You know, you once you're in these vehicles for 30 days, you know, Kia and all the rest of the manufacturers, they work on muscle memory and, and making it to where you can remember. But I really do like DOS. And I think I read someplace you can actually control this vehicle with your phone. Yeah, that's pretty cool, Dave. Um, we have uh, uh, an award-winning app uh, called Kia Connect uh, or and, you know, or Kia Access, and uh, once you install that app on your phone and you have an EV6, you know, you can enter the VIN and, you know, basically get connected, uh, you can do lots of cool things like um, control or monitor the, uh, the charge event, you know, and understand the state of charge. You can uh, do things like turn on, um, you can sort of precondition the cabin, you know, turn on the seat heaters or uh, even turn on the air conditioning if you wish. Uh, and it's comprehensive. So uh, we're very proud of that. And uh, it's, you know, it's becoming an integral part of EV ownership. You know, you you have to be connected to your car. You have to know what the state of charge is. Um, and, and, again, preconditioning is an important part of, uh, like, energy management, right? So um, if you're grid connected, if the car's on the charger, um, you want to probably be able to either warm the interior or cool the interior, uh, because you can save the precious energy that's in the battery for driving the car. So, yeah, the the app is is um, uh, really useful, and we're really proud of it and the guys who put it together in our connected car team. Yeah, they're amazing. And and it actually makes you, the phone, and and the car one. So with that being said, let's say the wife wants to download the same app so could she adjust that car to her liking, or and how many drivers will that app uh, accept? Yep, that's a good point. Uh, so with our, of course, the traditional, you know, uh, memory seats and so forth that can manage um, the seats and the uh, radio stations and the mirrors and all of that, you know, for for two people. Um, I believe. I believe the app uh, can have multiple owners up like uh, up to like four or five different people who 
uh, would have um, essentially visibility to the car, but I have to confirm that, Dave. Let me let me look, let me look into that. Yeah, well, we, we can talk about that later. But you know, most of the time, you know, people that would drive this car would be you know the husband or the wife, and you know the kids. They're going to adjust it the way they want to adjust it anyway. They're not going to be in it as much as you know the mom and the dad. Even though I think this would be a great car to send a kid to college in. I mean. The battery's guaranteed for 10 year, 100,000 mile. I think the rest of it's five years, 60. Bumper to bumper, you buy the Kia service contract. Car's guaranteed for 10 year, 100,000 mile. And if a kid can't get out of college in 10 years, they should pay for it. I do that. I do that on TV all the time, and I get more comments about it. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? Let's take a quick break because we're right almost on the number. Let's take a quick break and let's talk about what did you do. For the backseat customer, right here on AM 1170, KCBQ, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Yak Radio, right here on FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by my good buddy John at John's Automotive Import Repair. He actually has two locations, an import and a domestic. Just go to John's san diego auto repair.com you can look at both locations see which one fits your needs napa auto care asc certified AAA approved what's that mean to you well if you have to go cross country you're moving and getting out of california and you do a lot of work at john's it's guaranteed for three years thirty-six thousand miles all you got to do is take it into a napa auto care center all warranties are good and covered all right, so we've been talking about the 2022 Kia EV6 all electric. It's coming, it's coming, and if you're going to have to take pull the trigger, this might be the car for you. 300 mile range. Uh, Steve uh, Kozawski, he is the manager for Long Range Strategy, and I've been chatting. I did an hour interview, and we've just been replaying it. He's going to talk to you about some of the benefits and some of the features that we may not have mentioned earlier in the show. So take a listen. This will be the last segment. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. Boy, I'll tell you, we're having a great interview today with Steve Kowalski. He's the manager of long-range strategy for Kia, and we're talking about the all-new ground-up, bumper-to-bumper, side-to-side 2022 Kia EV6 that's in the $40,000 range, and there's still government uh, subsidies and, and discounts and benefits and all sorts of things. You can lease it. You can buy it. Tons and tons of, of colors. Best thing is go to EV or Kia, EV6.com. You can actually get on their website and pretty much pre-build the vehicle. All right, we're, I wanted to talk a little bit about the back seat because I think the back seat – is extremely important that a lot of car manufacturers, especially in the EV world, kind of ignore. But yours seem to really be a good size backseat. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, we're uh, we're proud of that too. It's it's spacious, and uh, there's a couple of things. You know, one, firstly, the uh, what we call the hip point, which is your seating position, is higher on this car compared to like a sedan. It's it really is a crossover feel in terms of uh, what we call ingress and egress, getting in and out of the car. And you can you can feel that in the front seat and you can feel it in the back seat. Now, uh, another important part of the back seat package is the flat floor, right? The floor is completely flat. And so, so that gives a much uh, roomier feel. Um, the other thing is the, the room inside the car. Now, the 
Uh, firstly, the uh, second row legroom is about 39 inches, and that's comparable to, uh, uh, say, a, a Kia K5 or a Honda Accord uh, or Toyota Camry. So it's very spacious in the back seat, just from a legroom point of view. And then the sen- second part would be um, the headroom. Um, you know, you're talking about 38 inches, again, which is comparable to a, a K5 or an Accord or something like that. Uh, and then the other dimension would be shoulder room, which is uh, about 55.6 inches. So the whole, the, but the point is the whole rear seat package, the whole rear seat space uh, is comparable to a class up vehicle like uh, uh, what we call a midsize sedan. And that's possible because of this uh, skateboard platform, Dave, that you mentioned earlier in the phone call. Um, the other part I would add too is, is the versatility. So, uh, you know, that car has an interior space of 103 cubic feet. Uh, the back seats fold flat so you can uh, carry stuff and they split fold. So if you want to carry a person and stuff, uh, you know, a bicycle or a dog or golf clubs or what have you, um, it's, it's super easy. And we think that's another important part of our proposition, which is, hey, look, the car looks great. It's plenty roomy and it's also really functional. Right. Well, you know, my wife told me, she said, hey, when you interview that guy, tell him, ask what the height, width, and length of the cargo area is in the back with the seats folded down. And I told her, I'm not going to ask him that. <laughs> when we get the car here, we'll see if dog crates fit in the back. Because that's All why right. I'm very interested in this car, if she can get her uh, a Rottweiler crate and a Dachshund crate in the back of this car, but I got a feeling, I got a feeling. In fact, I'm thinking about getting it for because she commutes 75 mm. miles round trip a day, and she's in a Prius V. And mm. we've seen California gas prices lately. It's not getting better; it's getting worse. And, and this would be a perfect commuter for her because it's got all the safety features. It's got great sound system. We haven't even talked about the sound system. I mean, right. this, you guys have really, again, you've marked all the boxes. Now, from a cargo point of view, in the trunk, well, it's not really a trunk. It's, it's kind of a hatch, which I love. So do you have any uh, cubic feet uh, in, on your head, in your mind, as, as to how much space you've got back there? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a 24.4 cubic feet in the cargo area. And again, um, that's 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 going to be more than what's in the trunk of a K5. Uh, right. The uh, yeah, the, the the entire cargo space is is on par with um, say a, a Sportage or a CRV or something like that. Wow, that's 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 that is definitely definitely strong. Uh, so, from that standpoint, uh, where would you like to go next on the car that the consumer would like to know about? I think there's a great um, – we can have a great discussion about the ADAS features. Um, there's a lot of effort put into the uh, safety in the car, and that, that's definitely worthwhile. Okay. Let's chat about it. Okay. So, uh, you know, one of the areas that our engineers have continued to get better and better and better on is the ADAS features, um, the advanced driver uh, safety equipment, and this car has a, a lot of state-of-the-art features, um, a lot of really cool features, I think, that firstly, um, you know, in terms of autonomous driving, there's what we what we could characterize as level two, 
on this car. Uh, we call it HDA2, that's Highway Driving Assistance 2, 2 meaning like second generation. And the HDA2 on this car is, is really cool. I don't know if you had a chance to sample it, Dave, in your drive, but, you know, you, you basically push the cruise control button, take your hands off the wheel, and away you go. And the car has uh, cameras in the in the top of the, the windshield that are obviously forward-looking. It has radar uh, in the front of the car, down low, and then in the corners. And it's constantly looking and seeking and managing uh, based on the camera and the radar. And uh, it allows you to drive hands-free, uh, not all the time, but hands-free. Uh, and you can uh, you can change lanes. You just you know, touch the turn signal left or right, and the car will understand if it's safe and will move the car over. It's pretty cool. And so I think that that's that's a, a really a bold and notable feature. Um, the other part of it is the forward collision avoidance technologies in this car uh, are also similarly advanced. You know, um, the technologies are getting better and better, and probably a lot of your listeners have experienced this where, uh, you know, the, the car is forward sensing and will apply the brakes, um, you know, based on, based on distance between you and the car in front or based on the car in front being stopped. Uh, but this car takes it a step further. Um, it has um, the ability to, to stop you uh, if, for example, uh, you're going through an, in, you're about to go through an intersection and it senses there's a car that's coming at you. Uh, we call this um, uh, junction, junction crossing. And, um, right, and so, if, for example, if you're in a left-hand turn lane and you're about to go through that intersection and it senses that there's oncoming traffic, um, it's going to intercede and it's not going to let you do that, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and then uh, there's the ever-advancing uh, capability about, uh, you know, reverse um, uh, sensing, and it'll stop the car in that, in that way also. So there's a lot of protection that's afforded there. Um, there's also the ability, this is kind of cool, to self-park the car. You know, you can, um, you can, you can position the car uh, uh, at a parking space and get out and use the key fob to back the car in to a parking stall or, or take it out from a parking stall. So I think it's a really um, cool part of our proposition to have the, the ADAS equipment, the safety equipment, and then this convenience of being able to park and unpark the car. It's, it's something to behold. Well, another feature, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when you're in the driver's seat and you have to make a left turn and you turn the left turn signal on, the instrument cluster, the round knob on the left does that not turn to a camera yeah yeah i'm glad you had a chance to see that which is totally cool yeah so there's a there's cameras in in the outside door mirrors and when you hit the turn signal left or right it will uh, turn on that camera for a moment and you can you can you know of course you should swivel your head and take a look but you can also look down in the gauge cluster in front of you and see what's directly right next to you and uh uh, super handy, another additional helpful safety feature. That's, and that personally should be mandatory in every car because, you know, if there was a, especially with the bicycle community coming on as strong as they are, I mean, because when those guys and girls come flying by you, you know, you've got to have a camera. Even if turning your head, you could miss them. So 
I love that about uh, the Kia and the Hyundai brand because and Genesis. I'm in a Genesis G80 right now, and mm-hmm. I just that is one of the smartest safety features out there. And then if we talked about all of the other safety features, we would have to add probably another half hour onto this show. When does uh, when's the car going to hit the dealers? Soon, uh, in a matter of days. They. They are literally, uh, yeah, they're they're coming out of the ports now. They're on trucks. They're in transit. Um, you know, it depends on what what part of the country you're in. But in California, um, they're they're being shipped as we speak, Dave. So they should be on the ground um, probably by the weekend. What is that, the fifth or the sixth? Yeah, right. And then I've got uh, I've actually got James Bell coming to San Diego on the twenty sixth. He's going to bring an EV6 down. I think he just wants to come to San Diego, but that's just between you and <laughs> little stay vacation. And then uh, once they get into the press fleet, uh, I'll be doing a more long-term, you know, a week drive. And that will give me the opportunity to use all the buttons. And and then maybe we'll I'll get back in touch with you, and we'll just do a small recap of what my experience was behind the wheel. But I got to tell you, man, not only do you know the car, but if this car doesn't get car of the year uh, in 22, I will be shocked. Well, well, thank you, Dave. Um, it's really cool to hear that. Uh, I, I feel also that it's worthy. Um, it, is, it is a remarkable car. Um, talking, you know, definitely with you and, and some of the other members of the media there, um, I think their opinions are very similar. Um, you know, stunned uh, at how good this car is, and uh, I'm sure your audience will, will will feel similarly. Well, I I, I have to I, I have to agree. I I can't imagine uh, why anybody wouldn't just absolutely fall in love with this car. And and remember, it's got it's still got credits. Uh, but my personal opinion is, lease it, fall in love with it, and when the lease is up, you can buy it. All right, buddy. Can you believe that's an hour? Wow, that was quick. <laughs> I, Hey, when you're having fun and you love what you do, man, it is a piece of cake. Steve, thank you very much. You're welcome, Dave. Thanks for the opportunity and look forward to catching up with you again. All right, so that's my new 2022 New Year's resolution, even though uh, Brendan never asked me what my 2022 New Year's resolution was going to be. I kind of predicted it over here. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I go to a lot of press events. I spend a lot of time with these people. Maybe I get a 10-minute interview. Okay, well, what are you going to get in 10 minutes? I mean, you're not going to get hardly anything except a few high points, and that's the end of it. So I've told all the manufacturers, if you invite me to a press event, I will give you an hour. And I've got another one on the Santa Cruz in the can. That'll be probably next uh, Sunday. Because, you know, when you're spending thirty, forty thousand dollars for a vehicle, and by the way, folks, not everybody is going to be able to go out and buy a forty thousand dollar electric car. I don't think the government has been told that yet. They seem to think that we have unlimited funds and this will be a piece of the cake that we can just go buy any electric vehicle we want. No. If they're nineteen thousand dollars and you give me a home charger, fine. And one thing we didn't hit really hard on that EV6 is great, but if you don't have a home level, at least a level two charger, 
it's 76 hours to charge it up on 110. Sheesh, that's a long time. So if you don't work, but every 76 hours, you're not going to work very much. Right. You know, that's what, four days roughly? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. All right, coming up next, uh, I interviewed, and all right, all you Ford Bronco people out there that's been hooting and hollering that you want a Raptor. I want a Raptor. I want a Raptor. Well, they've got it. And Esteban Place Jennings, the Bronco marketing manager, is going to talk about it. Kristen Barclay is going to talk about the Hyundai Santa Fe. Wanda Young is going to talk about working with the, the wineries in Ford. And last but not least, we're going to talk to Ted Ryan, the Ford historian. Lincoln just celebrated their 100-year anniversary. What, what are you wiggling your finger in the air like you're spinning Boston? Oh, because 100 years is a big ordeal. So, Oh, I thought you were doing it in a derogatory... No, no, I'm dancing, basically, you know, for don't. congratulations. Okay, don't do that ever again. Yeah, you got it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, you ought to know, right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Second This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.